This episode of Truth Table is brought to you by InterVarsity Press, whose vision is to catalyze redemption, restoration, and revival in our divided and broken world. Follow IVP on Twitter at IVPress and visit IVP's website at www.ivpress.com. Welcome to Truth Table, Midwives of Culture for Grace and Truth. I'm McKemini. And I'm Christina. This table is built by Black women and for Black women. So welcome to the table, See How you doing, girl? Well, I am blessed and highly favored and all the other things that we say. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and, and how are you today? Hey, blessed and highly favored in 2020. Hey, oh my gosh. That's no small thing, first of all. Listen, <laughs> you got you to gotta grab it by the throat. You got to be like, listen, it's going to be all right. <laughs> by the throat, it's going to be all right. By force, I say. <laughs> Taking authority. I am reaching so deep no, in, my, right. in my old school non-denominational Ooh. Pentecostal bag right about now. Read yeah. into it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It, claim it, grab it. <laughs> you know, you know, theology is always situational. Like, you know, because <laughs> des- desperate times call for desperate theology. So, oh, trust. and so here we are. I don't know. I started um, um, praying against territorial spirits. I don't know. What that my prayer uh, chambers Girl. now. Like, all right, we're going to pray listen, against this territorial listen. spirit. Hey, clearly, clearly, <laughs> pandemic spirits. Stop it. it. Again. <laughs> game out here. Anyway, um, <laughs> well, y'all, um, I am glad to be back at the table with my sister C. M is not here, so y'all know it means it is time for a Black Girl Magic episode. Indeed. The charms. Yeah, yeah. And y'all, we are so excited. I know I say this all the time, but for real, we are so excited. <laughs> like, we mean it for real, for real. <laughs> no, we are so excited to, for our guest at the table. We have a dear, dear friend at the table. Mm-hmm. A mighty woman of valor, a mighty woman of God, mm-hmm. uh, a prayer warrior extraordinaire. Yes. If yes. I need somebody to pray, and yes. I know, you know, I need a prayer to get through. <laughs> Y'all can't pray, but she, Leah, can pray. You're cutting up today. Look, You're cutting up. I'm cutting up. <laughs> Look, uh, our special guest at the table is Leah Toussaint. Leah. Oh my gosh. Oh my We're gosh. so happy. To I am here at, at the table. table. <laughs> Girl, you always at the table. You really is already at the table. <laughs> this is true. She's she, she our prayer warrior for the table yes, now. I've been praying for this table. Keep the legs strong. <laughs> Amen. 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 Put, put, Amen. Put, put duct tape and scotch yes, tape and everything Lord. around. Yes, Lord. Drop it up on every side. A couple of throne room chairs around the table with peppermints on yeah. a little table next to it. Yeah. Not, not with peppermints, not with doilies. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm so happy to be at the table, in. ladies. Leah, oh. we are so happy to have you at the table. And you know what? And let me let the um our sisters at the table know who you are, okay? Because yeah. they, they need to know what time it is. Um, 
In 2010, <laughs> Leah Toussaint is an educator and speaker. She found herself uh, longing for hope as she clutched a uniquely tiny, ornate urn of her stillborn son, Curvin Solomon. Over the next four years, three more exquisitely decorated urns were added, seemingly robbing her of the love hopes and dreams of a mother's heart. This confounding suffering initiated a complete life reboot. She left a lucrative position with an HR software company and started a new career in social services. In her first company-based position, Leah managed a $5 million U.S. Department of Health and Human Services teen health initiative. Leah trained in-house and site facilitators and served over 5,000 students and their families. In 2015, Leah's commitment to meet the needs of underserved marginalized groups prompted her to launch Signature Presenters, LLC. Signature uh, Presenters provides employability skills and workforce management tools through consulting, strategic planning, training, and plan evaluation. Leah graduated with honors from Rutgers University with a degree in sociology and biology, and then attended Nova Southeastern University for her master's work in public health with a concentration in public policy and community engagement. Leah currently offers free monthly webinars to educate, advocate, and provide online spaces of healing and inspiration. We need that. Uh, She is most grateful for God's unfailing love in the local church where she has faithfully and enthusiastically served through teaching, worship, and accessory prayer, children's and women's ministries, community outreach, and benevolence. In her spare time, give her a microphone. This ain't a game, (laughs) y'all. And she morphs into a stand-up comedian, karaoke singer, and a 90s R&B artist as well. Yes, Anything 90s, please. That's her request. Um, or a game show host, okay? Um, yes, yes. Is her favorite. So welcome to the table, Leah Toussaint. <laughs> Thank you. I'm here. I'm here. 2020 and I'm still yeah. here. Come on, I'm still standing. I'm still standing. It means something. We're gonna tell, we're gonna tell the next generation how we got over. (laughs) Well, Leah, why don't you um talk to our sisters and tell them about your own faith journey? How did you come uh to faith in Jesus Christ? Whoo, so um I think about New Jersey. Um, I was the middle child of seven. And my mom and dad really loved each other, okay? Mm -hmm. My dad was an Mm -hmm. itinerant minister, which meant that he traveled all over. Um, He went to Africa, uh, Nigeria, Mm -hmm. Ghana, Mm -hmm. South Africa, Mm -hmm. uh, all of the islands, uh, the Caribbean islands, Jamaica, Barbados, Antigua, the Virgin Islands. And it was just taking the gospel wherever he felt he was called and sent. And he was a church planter. Um, he And when I say church planter, I mean, they built the churches from scratch, like brick and mortar. Um, he would get brothers together and sisters together, and they would build the churches. And my mom, wow. she was an educator. She was a teacher. And so she did um, Bible teaching in the church and then also did teaching in the schools. And we were homeschooled for a while. And from a very early age, mm. my mom, we didn't have television in the home. We did book reports. Um, <laughs> we, we did Bible <laughs> reports. Uh, that, that was That's the excitement right. in our life. We did multiplication rock, you know, <laughs> with the projector and, and that was our childhood. It was very, we were in like this little bubble, wow. spiritual bubble. 
And um, probably about the age of five, I remember my dad preaching this message about the word of God being sweet like honey. And I saw my father and mother's obsession Mm. with the scriptures. And so I got home that Mm. Sunday. I took that Bible and started tearing out pages and eating it. (laughs) And I was like, wait a minute. It doesn't doesn't taste like honey. I don't know what he was talking about. (laughs) Mm. Supervision. Supervision is needed. (laughs) I don't know about that prescription. So he came into the room and was laughing. And I I recognized even at that young age, I just had a love for the scriptures and, and I had a love for seeing what uh, God was doing in the life of my, my parents, that it was causing them to take Mm. people in from different countries, even though it was seven of us in our home. My father, every time he came back from a mission journey, he would bring home a family with him that would live with us. And I don't know where they lived. I'm like, it was 30 of us in a house. And I don't even know how that happened in a three bedroom, you know? So I, I, and at the time that I turned, I think it was, uh, yeah, it was two days before my eighth birthday. My father was working on a church down in South Florida. We lived in Jersey at the time and he was killed by a drunk driver walking to work. And the wow. devastation wow. to my family, to my oh, life, God. to my world, I was mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. I don't know what just happened. You know, mm-hmm. you're at summer mm-hmm. camp, you're, you know, having fun with your friends and oh, then you know, life is turned upside down. And so I I, I was, Mm, I don't know, I was really lost. I was really hurt because in your mind, you're just thinking, okay, dad's on the mission field doing something for God. Well, he didn't come back. And I don't think I realized that until age 16, that Mm. he really wasn't coming back. And I think that's when Mm -hmm. my faith, where there was a fight um, for my faith. And it wasn't Mm. until um, my last year in college when I was about to go off to medical school, when all the pieces started breaking around me and I needed help. Mm -hmm, I needed hope. mm -hmm. I realized that the grief was exposing itself in different ways, uh, toxic ways, because I hadn't processed my Mm. grief over my father's death. And, um, and I felt like also the world was to blame because, you know, this was a young white male Mm. that hit my dad and the judge um, tried to convince my mom not to press charges. And it was just, it it made me very, a a very angry person. And I was like, God, you knew all of this. How could you allow this to happen? But um, the journey um, returning and understanding that God is love, it was a long and arduous one. Um, When I moved back down to Florida, I just asked God, I need to know you again. I want to know you like I did when I was three years old. I can't do this on my own. And so the the journey back um, was just God pouring out his love and reminding me just how gracious and kind he is and that he really truly is the eternal father and that my natural father would have wanted more than anything else for me to know God as a heavenly father. Mm. My goodness. Wow. Wow. Leah, you just laid out a lot. (laughs) So much depth. So much depth. A lot. You are you are one of the deepest wells that I know Uh (laughs) personally, hands down. And we're like, we're already in and we're in. Uh Uh (laughs) We're like, we're like we already. We like, I feel that the weightiness of those things. And I and I because because I know you as you know, as a as a friend and as a sister. Um, I'm so grateful that people will get to experience you, um, the gifts that you provide in our lives, um, to, that they'll get, get, a, get a piece of that and, and during this conversation that we have today. Um, you know, 
you tie that up so neatly with a bow at the end. Mm. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, um, but I know in terms of how, how it was communicated, but I know that you, um, every, every bit of, of work that you teach about, you have done yourself. Yeah. Every bit of kind of emotional intelligence work that you teach yes. about, you have walked that road yourself. Mm. Um, and can you just talk to us a little bit about how you, how you found your way into emotional intelligence work, mm. um, specifically in that, in that road that you've walked? Ooh, so you, you you really pull a plug on all of the doozies today, right? So so as my bio <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> you said we got uh, it right hey. in. And and Leah, you did lead us there, by the way. Go ahead. <laughs> I take the blame. You, you put us there. <laughs> oh my goodness! So, I will tell you. In in 2010, there was another like just you're standing in the field of flowers and you're spinning around and you're like, oh, it's so beautiful. And then you hear a train coming and you're like, well, that's an odd sound in the field of flowers. You know, man, that train just hit me. Um, this was uh, in 2010. I was working for a great company. I was making really, really good company, really good uh, money. And I was newly mm. married and I was in new ministry. And I really felt like, okay, finally, um, the, the trauma and the horrors uh, that, that I had experienced for the last maybe 10, 15 years, God, you are now making good on all those good promises. <laughs> and then choo-choo, mm. that train came. I was like, wait, no, not yeah. yet, not yet. Um, I remember I'm, I'm sitting at work and we're at a company where you – it's payroll. Um, it's it's software development. It is a very sterile environment. It's kind of it's kind of cold, you know. Like you don't really talk to people, and it's it's not really a warm environment. It's get your work done. Um, so I was used to that, but um, I went into labor at my job. And all of a sudden, mm. all of these employees that normally are in their cubicles that don't talk to each other, you know, barely engage, they're surrounding my cubicle. And mm. oh my goodness, um, I, I just remember me thinking, oh, you know, there is humanity here. You know, all of a sudden people right, care about right. each other and they're looking at each other with humanity mm. in their eyes. And when my son, when when I went to the hospital and they told me that, mm. uh, they told me and my husband that the, there was no heartbeat, the callous way in which mm. they told us and the fact that mm. they wouldn't communicate with me at all during the process, I was... I just couldn't believe what was happening. And I said, there had to be a better, a better way to communicate what we were going through, what, what was happening. And Mm. in that moment, everything that I thought mattered about life, all the things that you work towards and say, if I can just have this, if I could just have the husband, if I could just have the career, if I could just be in ministry, if I, all of these things, I realized I had done it again. I like I, my hopes were being dashed again in a way that not a Mm. lot of people had experienced, you know? And I was like, I don't know what to do with this. And it was so hard for me to go back to work sitting in the cubicle and Mm. just providing software support and sitting and writing SQL scripts. It was like, it wasn't working for me. So I went back to work after six months after my son, after I had to give birth to my son. And I said, what am Mm. I doing? 
I, I, I can't live like this. There's such a huge disconnect between what I've just experienced and what I'm doing for nine, 10 hours out of the day. And this was the kind of job where you had to also be on call. Um, cause if payroll doesn't happen, people need their money and they don't care. So if it's two o'clock in the morning, right. you still, uh, need to show up. So I remember one time taking mm. that, um, pager, taking that phone home and it went off at like two o'clock in the morning. And I was in the middle of weeping for my son and I got to get to work. I was like, I quit. Hmm. You know, I talked with my husband right. and, um, I, I wrote a letter and said, I, I can't do this. But the day before I went to hand in that letter, they called me in and said, they really think that I need to take an indefinite amount of time off. So, so they decided, mm. uh, for me. And I was like, I, th- I knew this was coming because I just didn't have it to be there. And so immediately I text a friend of mine and I said, how do I do what you're doing? Because she was working in mentorship and she was working in community health. And I was thinking about my background and I wanted those things to meet and match. I just wanted to do me- what I considered meaningful work. And so she sent me a text that like within moments that said, you're hired. And I didn't even, I just said, how do you do what you do? And wow. she said, Leah, you're hired. Wow. And well, yeah, well. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> she said, we just started this program, $5 million grant. And Amazing. these are the things that we need. And so that started me wow. on a completely different trajectory that we cared about. We looked at health and we looked at the mental health, emotional health, physical health, wow. um, sexual health, everything you can imagine was on the table. And I just wanted to learn more. And I wanted Wanted to do more. So that forced me to rely on my sociology background, but also to get training and understand it about um, social environments, so- sociological implications of relationships and trauma and all of that. So that work started in 2011 and it's just been growing ever since then. Wow, Leah, you know, I just, I love um, the ways like just, just that, that you're hired. Like, you know, just hearing the way that the Lord will just shift, Mm -hmm. you know, you know how he shifts things in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it's very abruptly and sometimes we don't like it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just like in some terrible ways and that we we perceive to be very terrible. Right. And then in just some uh, magnificent ways where it's like, wait, what? What do you mean I'm hired? I just asked a question. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, no, step into this. Like, I've got you. Yes. You know, like I see you. Like we have, we need that assurance. And so just hearing um, that, that your, your testimony and just your story, even in the midst of one of the hardest experiences of your life is just like, I, I would imagine it's going to be very encouraging for our sisters at the table. I know it's encouraging um, for me too, especially as people are navigating transitions right now. You know, and they're in in a situation they don't know what to do. COVID-19 has shattered a lot of their dreams and their hopes and they don't know which direction, mm-hmm. you know, um, to go in. And a job that they thought was secure ain't secure no more. Yes. You know, so they just hear that God just stepped in, mm-hmm. you know, and trusted um, and that you trusted, you know, God in that moment is just very, very powerful. Um, I want I want to learn more about your work um, and emotional intelligence, but I want us to take a very brief commercial break to pay some bills and after this break, uh, I will talk to we will talk to Leah more about her work uh, with emotional intelligence. So stay at the table, y'all. 
Hey y'all, Takemini here. You all know here at Truth Table, we absolutely love the church, which is why we are just so honored to introduce to you a new book entitled The Beautiful Community, Unity, Diversity, and the Church at Its Best by Reverend Erwin L. Ince Jr. The church is at its best when it pursues the biblical value of unity and diversity. In the new book, The Beautiful Community, pastor and theologian Erwin Ince shows us how to cultivate spiritual practices that reflect the beautiful community of our triune God. He unpacks the reasons for our divisions within culture and within the church while gently guiding us toward our true hope for wholeness and reconciliation, which is Jesus Christ. Now, Truth Table listeners can save 40% off of the beautiful community when you order at ivypress.com using promo code TRUTH20. The offer expires on September 30th, 2020, so jump on it, y'all. That's promo code TRUTH20 at ivypress.com for 40% off of the book, The Beautiful Community, Unity, Diversity, and the Church at Its Best by Reverend Erwin L. Ince Jr. And we are back at the table with Leah Two Saints. Y'all, she's she, she just taking us in, okay? Um, taking yes, us in into the deep, deep waters. Um, so I am curious uh, about, you know, you talked about how you got into uh, uh, the path that you're in with regard, and the work that you're in with regard to emotional intelligence. But I'm wondering if we could back up a bit and you could just tell uh, our sisters at the table, explain what emotional intelligence is is um, and why it matters? That is a good question. <laughs> so did y'all see that movie Inside Out? Inside Out. Wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a cartoon to me. It's a cartoon. Oh, it's, no, not, it's, not a, it's not a gangster or hip-hop movie. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, what? I'm like, Inside Out? What? No, no I'm sorry. It's not, it, it's not, it's not juicy. It's not into like Tyrion. No, Inside Out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we are clowning today. Oh my y'all know my ways. Y'all know my ways. Help us, help us Leah. Help us, Leah. Bring y'all know my violent ways. <laughs> you gotta speak Miss Kimini language, you know. It, it had hip hop at the end, you know. That's right. That's right. That's right. Come on. So, so the only reason why I bring it up is because in that movie, and they don't play like those old like Pixar movies, like Up. They really deal with mm. some strong emotional. Um, things and I remember little Charlie she has these five emotions in her head and it's fear anger joy sadness and disgust and those emotions are uh, dialoguing they're talking with each other and they're showing her physical body responses to what happens when those emotions are triggered when they act on her and I thought it was such an amazing way to talk about emotional intelligence because plainly put emotional intelligence is knowing and managing yourself as well as your relational competence competence. It's like your ability to relate and understand and influence others through social skills. So first you have to be self-aware and know your own emotions and understand giving them a name. So I love to think about that emotion will and given emotional vocabulary. I remember when I went through uh, premarital counseling, the premarital counselor sat us down and gave us two sheets of paper. And the first uh, question was, write down your emotional vocabulary. And I start writing. I mean, I got 5,000 words on this piece of paper. And he turns over and, and, and looks at um, you know my fiance at the time and says, 
you know, where's, where's the words, you know? And he had four words and he's like, do you see where there could be a problem? You know, and, and from mm-hmm. that, it's an understanding that if you're communicating that you feel a certain way, that you have an emotion and the other person just doesn't have the vocabulary, they're going to act on what they think you're feeling. So even though you say you're disappointed, if the other person just perceives that as anger or you're mad, then they're going to respond to what anger would be, would um, call for. And so emotional intelligence help us to give a name to what we feel because 100% of what we do or don't do is motivated, driven by our feelings. And our emotions work on our body first before it goes to that Mm. frontal lobe and there's rational thinking. At first, the emotions trigger a move and action in your body. That's exactly what emotions are. They're driving you to do something. They're trying to give you information about the world around you and to get you to act. So I think about my Mm. mom. My mom used to always say when we were coming home late, if, if she had to call us, she says, you don't understand. My stomach was in knots. Her body was mm. feeling the fear, the anxiety. They Even without right. knowing it, it was acting on her body. You get a gut feeling about something. That's your emotions affecting your body. And so emotional intelligence is knowing mm. what your triggers are, knowing your emotions, being able to communicate, process, deal with that. Mm-hmm. And then communicate to others what they're feeling, relating with others where they're feeling. So I feel like there's a deficiency. Like, man, we really could use right. more emotional intelligence right now because one of the right. major components is empathy. Who the ability mm. to feel with and for others. So much of, I mean, you okay. think about it. How different would our nation be? if that was a skill set that even just 60% of the population had. Right. right. (laughs) Completely different world. So uh, like Daniel Goldman has done work, Mm. Travis Bradbury, Tasha Yurik, all of these people are big names in emotional intelligence. And you can look and find, they have like these five pillars of emotional intelligence. And I'll just run through them because if you don't have them, more than likely your life will be a mess. So I created this little acronym. It's mess without emotional intelligence. It's a mess. So the first one is motivation, then empathy, then self-awareness, self-regulation, and then social skills. And each one of those have even more components underneath them, but that's, that's the basic gist of it. So everything is built on self-awareness and without it, we see what happens. You could be a narcissist and I mean, so many things if we don't have um, self-awareness. So that's in a nutshell, that's what we look at when we're talking about emotional intelligence. Wow. Thank you so much for breaking that down, girl, because, yeah, we emotional intelligence is lacking (laughs) Um, and it's from the the top down. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whether we like it or not, uh, what happens or whoever is supposed to be the leader of the country, Mm. uh, uh, the the populace follows um, in the footsteps of that that leader, whether even if you're opposed to the leader. Right. Um, That's just the effect of just terrible leadership or leadership vacuum, or even just propaganda, right? It's just that you somehow, you do imbibe that in some way. And so when you don't have that modeled for you, then we see what's happening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in in our world. And so uh, what I was, uh, what I'd love to know is, is there a correlation or, or do you do you see a correlation between emotional intelligence and spiritual wellness or spiritual health? Is there a correlation um, with that in your own um from your own observation? 
Definitely. There's even a book about emotional, mm. healthy spirituality, because if we're not emotionally healthy as beings, we bring that to our spirituality and we'll see God wrongly. We'll, we'll, we'll take the distortions that we have of our own emotional state and we'll bring that to God and we'll find scriptures that will confirm, you know, these, the, the, the toxic or the poisonous emotions that, um, we we've given into or that we've experienced. And so I believe that emotional intelligence is even at the root of spiritual wellness because God says, mm. even in the scripture, I, I wish above all that you prosper, even as your soul prosper. He through the yeah. prophets, we consistently see the mind, the will, and the emotions being brought before God, and He's very much aware of it. He sees Adam's and Eve's shame in the Garden of Eden, and He calls out to them, "Where are you?" Because He recognizes there is a emotional response happening. You acted on your shame. You acted on your Mm. rebellion and look at what you did. You hid from me. And so emotional intelligence can even cloud or cover your spiritual awareness or your spiritual availability in relationship with God. That doesn't hinder God from getting to us. It hinders our vulnerability and intimacy with God and with others when we're not emotionally intelligent. I look at David, I look at Job, I look at Daniel. Over and over again, you see people bringing their emotions before God. Immediately, I think of Elijah after this grand display of the power of God Mm. and his life. Very quickly, he's depressed. Very quickly, his emotions get the better of him and they direct him to mourn the day he was born. The same as Job. Mm. And this is an, Mm. this is emotional weight to those who know the Lord, who have had serious experiences Mm. with God and seen his power, but yet and still their emotions hijacked their understanding hijacked the revelation that God had showed them. And that happens to all of us. This emotional hijacking is a real thing. And how did God address Mm. that emotional hijacking? He gave them a good meal. He gave them rest. He gives you good company. He gives you ministry and community. Mm -hmm. It's, It's the linking of recognizing where I am my emotions are coming. They're, they're trying to hijack what my thinking, my higher thinking, and what can I do in order to combat that? What can I do in order to deal with that? And the scriptures Mm. are filled with examples of it. And this is the work that I'm working on right now. Like I really believe that the conversation needs to be had to join these two huge paradigms together, understanding spiritual wellness and emotional wellness. These two are inextricably linked. Hmm. Teach us, Leah. So, Leah, us. Is, Leah is, let me tell you, out here running a class, okay? A workshop. Yeah, for real. For my mind. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. Elijah, and, you're right. And I received this. I re- You better stay in the Bible like you were eating it back in the day. Stay Come on. Eating them scriptures. You're still you're eating, eating it. Book. You're still eating them scriptures. <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell me there's you anything You better eat either. that word. You better be a Amen. Bible reader. <laughs> you better taste like honey. Wait, Leah's not only a Bible reader, she is a Bible eater. <laughs> listen, y'all, listen, I don't have a Twitter account, okay? My Bible app, <laughs> my you. version app is my Twitter account. Like I'm yes, following yes, people yes. on there. I'm doing highlights. I know that's weird, yes. but I'm telling you, when someone highlights a new scripture, I'm like, ooh, ooh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Hey, let me tell you, you something. See? Holiness is right. Here. 
and 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 I, I'm connected to her Bible app, so I, I so I get some of the crumbs from that table. So I, I thank you for that. I thank you for that. You know, I mean, really, though, Leah, you just laid out a lot of really helpful insight connecting those dots. Those dots. And what, but what would you say to people who, uh, particularly from, from like kind of from the Christian faith community, who talk about emotions as things that need to be that need to be hidden, mm. or have a way of thinking about emotion and emotionality as um, almost like the flesh, mm. emotion and, and flesh talk becomes synonymous. Right. And so can you help us to, to correct that some for us, help, help our lens on that a little bit about um, the ways in which our emotions um, can reveal things, uh, are a gift from the Lord, right? Yeah. Um, but but obviously um, can, can get in the way, can get in the way of our, our spiritual development. So I'd love to hear you talk about that a bit. I think it's interesting because it's certain emotions that people want to distance themselves from. They wouldn't say that about every emotion, you know, because they'll tell you in all things, Mm -hmm, we got to have joy, considerate joy. And so that's one of our primary emotions. You know, they say we're hardwired with six emotions and one of those emotions is joy. And we can't Mm -hmm. do without that joy emotion. They, I've heard a lot of people preach against fear. Um, the scripture says the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, and, and fear is actually teaching us that something is wrong, that something that we're in danger and, and how do we respond to that danger? So it's not all emotions that I feel people want to distance themselves from, but I think it's unpleasant emotions, but our bodies were created how, how can we call what God has called good? How can we call it something else? God says the way that he created right. that was good. And he did it because our emotions give us information about the world around us. It tells us when something is awry. It tells us when something needs to be tended to. And if there is loss, if there's disappointment, if there is um, rejection or loneliness, there are things in God and in his spirit, by his spirit that are specifically made for that emotion. The scripture says, blessed are those that mourn for they shall be comforted. So you tell me, what does he want us to do with those feelings of mourning or grief? He says there's Mm. comfort there. Not only does he say that, he also says he is the God of all comfort. He's the God of all joy. He's the God of all strength. And so he owns those emotions first. Like that's his business. And he says, because it is me, because I'm able to connect with those emotions in you, that's more of who we are. We, We are not less than what we feel. God says, I connect with you. What do you feel when you're, you're in worship? What do you feel when you're in relationship with someone you love? When, when you look at your um, child or you look at your brother or your mother or your sister, that sense of connection is what God gave us to tie us in relationship to each other. They are a gift from God and they give us information about what we should value. If you find a person that's unable to process emotion or they're not aware of emotions, most of the work is to help them to understand how to communicate and learn what that emotions are that emotion is so I, I think about those little faces that they give in cards for individuals that struggle with different um, different abilities special needs that I am happy and what can I do with this emotion we know how important it is for us to connect 
through emotions. It's the way that we communicate and feel known and have a sense of belonging. And so I think it's necessary for us to own our emotions, process them so that they can be shared in a true and honest way with ourselves and the Mm. world. Because what we found out, multiple studies have been done. Unprocessed emotions show up. The body keeps the score. It's going to come out in some way. And so whether you're super saint or, you know, you're just coming into the faith or you're looking through the window, no matter where you are in this, we recognize that unprocessed emotions show up when, when Jonah gets the anger, angry at the people and then angry at God, it showed up in what he was willing to do on that ship to get away. It was driving him. And so he also found that the feeling of gratitude, the feeling of gratefulness and owning up to it also was a gift to him because it connected him to the reality that God was looking out for him. God was rescuing him even in his rebellion. I don't want to get rid of that. You know, I don't want to deny that way to connect with God and connect with others through our emotions because we were created with them from birth and God said it was good. And Jesus expressed it. I mean, in the garden, in the on the cross, he wept with Lazarus' family. It's everywhere in scripture, everywhere. So I I don't want to get rid of even the humanity of Christ. If I get rid of my humanity, then I got to take away from the humanity of Christ because he displayed anger. He displayed joy. He displayed anything. I'm not going to take away from his humanity either. Mm-hmm. I'm standing with him in it. <laughs> Come on. Leah, that's a whole word. <laughs> she just dropping words. Ah, okay. um, yeah, and I, I just want to, I just want to do, I just want to take a moment and say, read your Bible, <laughs> read your Bible, uh, because, because, it's hard to have some comp, because there are people yeah. who are a, a whole Bible, half Bible woman, like that expression, <laughs> and and it's because they're because they put the word in them, they 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 eat the word, they 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 feed them pages, they're reading the word, and so and so when they have conversations, they're not being preachy. That word comes out comes of out. their mouths because yeah. it's been planted in their heart. Mm. And and when and and that's why they can minister with wisdom. That's just not uh, mm. that, that that's obviously intellectual heft. But also, they're able to pull on those resources, and I'm just telling you, it, it's a blessing. Because Leah coming at us today with all through the Old and New Testament, <laughs> with all kinds of examples, and I'm like, where is my text? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do me like that, Christina. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm not lying. <laughs> this is all true. That's true. Leah, Leah in her word. <laughs> hey, y'all, get it, get in your word in the words of the Kimmy. But do we have a Bible read? Read us. Do we have a Bible read? <laughs> Eating it is optional. But <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kimmy. Now you know, you know, you don't. We only talk about this forever. You know that, right? <laughs> we got stories, jokes, and all forever, <laughs> and a day, and a day, and a day. Well, I also get the pleasure, um, and Leah, we're going to switch gears okay. and move into what we call for, force fun. But I feel like I would be remiss to not talk about that. You know, I get the pleasure of praying with Leah yes. uh, on a on a prayer line that we oversee. Yes, early. <laughs> Early in the morning. <laughs> yes, early in the morning. We see okay. <laughs> Monday through Friday. We need, 
We seek your face, Lord. Uh, it is early in the morning, Monday I'll be on Friday. there, too. I just be letting the prayers wash over me. <laughs> wash over me. Exactly, exactly. There is no judgment on the prayer line. We fully recognize that there are some people that are taking in 25 to 50% of what's happening. And, we know. And look, and we were just, uh, I mean, I, I was, we were just joking earlier today about how, how when people kind of chime into the prayers, like, you know, it'll be really, it'll be dead silent. <laughs> and then everybody has, everybody has their particular moment where they're like, hey man, hey man, hey man. I'm like, okay, they're waking up now. Now the sunlight is now coming into their room. <laughs> their the help is coming. Yes. Right you hit our prayer point. You hit our prayer point. <laughs> Exactly. Like, oh, wait a minute. God talking to me right now. God know how to get to you. <laughs> Amen. So, so anyway, so we'll we'll be sure to plug that that prayer line for folks that uh, would like to join us uh, in those early morning prayers. It's it's six a.m. Central Time, seven a.m. Eastern Time. Yes. Um, so <laughs> so we we do invite you to uh, to join us in those early morning prayers. It's a great yeah. time for us to grow. Um, as believers um, and to just be reminded of the mercies of God. And so I'm, I'm so grateful Absolutely. for Leah, Leah's leadership and support in that. It's been beautiful. Early, early in the early morning. Thank you, morning. friend. Listen, you <laughs> don't even you, know, Christina, that is the opposite of my personality. My mother would tell you as a child, I stayed up till yep. 3 a.m. So this is so foreign. This that. is only God. You, you, you don't know what a mm. miracle this is. <laughs> this is such a miracle. Wow. No, because you oh, sound yeah, yeah. so together in the morning. Cause I'd, I'd be like, one of these days I should pray. And I'd be like, but they just sound like so together. They got their scriptures oh. lined up. <laughs> I'd be repeating myself. I'd be like, Father God. And then, yeah, we, we, just be, it's early. I'm like, <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but oh, Leah be like, we are going to go. She's like, we are going to read um, Psalm 63. I think that's what she's reading today, actually, matter of fact. Really? Psalm, I'd be like, all right. I was like, wow, she's ready. I was like, this is amazing. I'm not an early morning person either. And I think, you know, and, and Leah and I, we, we go back and forth. I mean, I think I, we go back and forth about who has the, who has the gumption, who got yes. the energy yeah. to, yeah, to yeah, even yeah. greet the people on the line. You know, for, 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 it's so for, true. For weeks, for, for weeks, I've been like, Leah, I don't know if I can talk. <laughs> I don't know. If I can get my tea and my allergy medicine fast enough oh to be goodness. able to pray oh this morning, oh um, but yeah, just so grateful for it and just the discipline of of praying yeah. in community. I just, I just really, I cannot overemphasize how it's been one of the things the Lord has been using to keep my mental health, my emotional amen, health. Amen, amen. Um, is is this communal uh, act of gathering for prayer? And I and I think e, what what happens is mm. we. We feel like we, you know, we don't have it together, and we don't have it together yeah. in our own strength. Yeah. But, but there is a bit of positive peer pressure in this sense of I'm doing Amen. this to care, care for my Amen. brother and sister exactly. in Christ, and it wills us. I, I, I'm definitely motivated. I think Lee and I, we get our Bibles. We're like, yes, the yes. Lord has called us to lead something. Like, Amen. We, we, let's get it together. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Oh. Amen. Absolutely. So, no, so right. e, why why don't you take it away with forced fun as if we've not been having forced having <laughs> some 
Oh, right. Absolute right. clowning like, moment. We ain't been doing that the whole alone. time. <laughs> right, right. No, no, no. But yeah, no, seriously, y'all, seriously, join the prayer line, y'all. And, and one of these days, I am going to pray. I Come on, I planted the seed. But no, um, seriously, it's such a, uh, like like Christina, I mean, my mental health um, is connected to prayer mm-hmm. like and working out. But for a prayer and working out, yes. that is how I'm going to get over. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it's just, a, for me, it's just a sweet time. It's a great way to start your day. Um, especially if you're struggling with prayer, y'all, um, at all, just come in and let the prayers wash over you, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the Holy Spirit will meet you and the Holy Spirit will begin to enliven you. And before you know it, you'll be praying, you know what I'm saying, on your own with the Lord, before the Lord, like that will happen. So anyway, so we invite you to join that prayer line. Oh, wait, did we give it? How are we going to get the number? We didn't even give the number to the people. So how are they going to do it? <laughs> <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> Do you want? Do you want me to give a number right now? Or that, we could, right, well, I just realized I was like, wait a minute, we didn't tell the people how to do it. They, they, they got to pray and find a number. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, I was like, wait, how is they going to do this? So we, maybe we'll put it, post it on our social media somewhere. You we guys can. will be able to somehow. Oh, you know what? And we'll also put it in the show notes. I guess okay. we could do that too. Yeah, totally. So, uh, totally. yeah. Sorry, I just realized I was like, wait, but how are they going to do this? Okay, so <laughs> we're not going to give a one eight hundred call the prayer line it's a secret prayer line no um, right. <laughs> on the main line he on the main line just look on, on the main line on the main line so it is time for first fun first fun um, so Leah this is the time on the show where we ask you fun questions well sometimes people don't think these are so fun sometimes I think they're hard but mm. I don't know okay these are like fun hard questions okay <laughs> so <laughs> so the first question is one gotta go Uh-oh, all right my, 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 so my, out of my, all the choices we're gonna give you you gotta eliminate one. Oh boy okay so these are the options Aretha Whitney Shaka or Anita, oh. which one gotta go? Want me to say it? Do I need yeah. to say it again? Yes, please. Okay, Whitney, <laughs> Shaka, Aretha, and Anita. Which one gotta go? Okay, so my mother had us on Anita. Mm-mm, she can't go. She gotta stay. She looks like her. Um. Oh, R-E-S-P-E-C-T, the light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is not easy. Okay. No, no, Whitney can't go. Whitney, no, no, because that's how I learned what was important about life. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wait a minute. And I've listened to your show. I'm I'm shocked now. Look, okay, I, 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 I can't do it. But Shaka Khan, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't, 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 don't get me. Oh, you know what? I love to dance to Shaka. I, like, I love to dance to Shaka. But if, yeah. if one have to go. Yeah. All right. But we feel for you. Oh. <laughs> we still love you. <laughs> you know, you know why? Because in, in 2020, we literally are singing our own theme song. Yes, that's yeah. right. And, and I'm, I'm not every woman. Like I'm just not. Well, that's. <laughs> it is not all in me. It is it's not. All not. In me. It is. <laughs> 
I will not do it naturally. <laughs> Obviously, I, oh, we got too goodness. many things that try to make us feel oh, like we're not enough as women. So I'm done. Come I'm on, just come done on. with that. Oh no. Well, well, speaking of too many things that make yes. us feel like we're not yeah. enough. Yeah. If if you had a superpower, Leah, mm. what would that superpower be and why? Whew. Listen. You like you the know, segue, didn't you? you? Listen, <laughs> that was good. That was real good. <laughs> you know, you know, that, that was years of podcast experience right there. Go for ahead. Real, for real. Oh my goodness. I, I immediately, is there any way I can haste the day of the Lord's return? <laughs> Well, come on, this going to be forced fun. <laughs> I would love to have a magic wand to make everyone emotionally intelligent. Like everyone is emotionally intelligent. Um, I, yes. I would really, that would be great. I, exactly, like that would be awesome. That would be ecstatic. But I, I think I would love to have a superpower of healing. You know, especially mm. emotional hurts, emotional pain. Um, yeah. If if there was, if, yeah. if I could just touch, you know, touch somebody, and they're like, "I once was, yeah. but now I'm." I would love the testimony. <laughs> I'm healed. <laughs> That's great. No, I like yeah. that because because you're right. It could cover physical. It could be mental, emotional. Yeah. So that covers so mm. many um, areas. So. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the last question, Mm -hmm. first final question Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. if we were to hop in your car right now with our face mask, okay, (laughs) if we were to hop in the car. (laughs) This is happened this weekend, Leah. This on the outside of my car. You're not getting in without a mask. Too close. Clearly. Real real Um. If you're hopping in your car with our face mask on, what um what what are you listening to? What will we hear coming out your speakers? Let Christina tell it the Bible app, you know. <laughs> so you would hear Afrobeats. I for the yes. last like five years. I don't know. I cannot stop. I will listen to the same Davido song, Daniel Kiss, Tiwa Savage, Wiz. I mean, I am like obsessed with Afrobeats. It is ridiculous. I I don't know why I can't. And and there's something that tells me I've heard it before. It's almost nostalgic. I I don't know what it is. It's weird that ever since I started listening to it, I think about even the songs my dad brought back from Nigeria, the song Toto and Yeah. Like there were so many songs that I remember singing as a child and I didn't even know what it meant, but he brought it back and we sang them. And then later we um, got the translation for it, but I just love that sound. And so that's what you're going to hear. Pick one. And, I love it. you know, Wande Cole and, and I love Nollywood movies. So when I hear a song in the soundtrack <laughs> that I know, I'm like, oh, oh, oh. so that's my dream. Like I got to get over there. I got to get over there and just oh, like, take it all happen. in. So that's what I'm listening to. And that's the yes. music I love. Uh, I love it. You know, I love Afrobeats, mm-hmm, girl. Correct. I love it, love it, love it. All right, Leah, that was, you are a good sport, girl. You did that. Um, now is your time. Talk to our sisters at the table. Tell them how they can follow you. How can they hire you? How, what? Talk to the people, sister. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> 
So, um, like you said in the bio, uh, I'm the uh, founder and CEO of Signature Presenters, and we have a website, signaturepresenters.com. Um, we're also on Instagram. You can find us at Signature Presenters um, that, as the handle. And also, if you just look for myself, it's Miss T Teacher, M S T. And then teacher, and you can follow me on Instagram there. And then um, signature presenters at Prezizio, uh, Corzizio, sorry. But if you go to signature presenters, it'll give you the link. But we offer these free monthly webinars. And so the first one that we did was called Feeling Stuck. And it was how self-awareness is helping us in the midst of a pandemic to not get stuck. Uh, the second one was feeling mm. the chaos of things around us. And it was also a look at how self-awareness could help us with those chaotic feelings. And we're just going to continue to grow on that um, emotional intelligence platform and offer 30-minute webinars. Um, in the last one, we ended the session and then we had like an after party. And it was for those who were believers that wanted to talk about how the gospel informs our emotional intelligence. And so it was right. about just yeah. 15 to 20 minutes of people talking about um, implicit bias and um, how Im Im implicit bias takes away from our God-given amount day. And so there's great opportunity to just share with others and to not have to explain yourself, convince someone else. You just get to be yourself in these spaces and share what you know and, and be educated or to just you know, boost up things that you already know, just you have reminders of that. And so if you go to Signature Presenters, um, you'll be able to find out what our latest webinar offerings are. And I am excited about that series. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Leah. And we will also put, of course, um, our website, um, our um, social Instagram handles, all of those things um, in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for taking a seat at the table with us, Leah. Mm -hmm. We so appreciate thank you. you. It was a pleasure. We so thank appreciate you. you. Thank you, Kim. Thank you. Thank you. And of course, we want to thank our sisters for taking a seat at the table with us this week. Let's keep the conversation going. Tweet us your thoughts about Black Girl Magic interview with Leah Toussaint using the hashtag TruceTable. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TruceTable or email us your thoughts at asktruceTable at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. TruceTable has a Patreon account now so y'all can send your love offerings to patreon.com slash truth table or you can bless us at our paypal which is paypal.me slash truth table truth table is made possible in part by pottery studios visit pottery.com for the highest in quality online audio entertainment our producer for the show is joshua heath our executive producer is bill york and we have been your hosts akemini michelle and christina we'll see you soon on the next truth table bye y'all